Wilmis is an omni-channel digital asset platform for web, mobile, over-the-top or OTT and the metaverse. So let's try to understand what Artemis does and what the product is all about and who the audience might be and what the capabilities of this product are. So in the world of tokens, uh, broadly speaking, there are three types of tokens. Fungible tokens, non-fungible tokens, and semi-fungible tokens. So fungible tokens are tokens where each token is replaceable. That is, if you had a token and I had a token, we can swap tokens and uh, both tokens might have the same uh, value and uh, denomination. So it's easily <coughs> exchangeable. <coughs> but if you look at non-fungible tokens, um, each token represents an asset. So for example, if you had a token and your token represents your car and my token represents my automobile, then the two tokens may not be um, exchangeable because the value of the underlying asset is different. And then think of semi-fungible tokens as being a hybrid of both fungible and non-fungible tokens. Now, the issue is while there's been a lot of hype around um, NFTs or non-fungible tokens, um, the, there's a lot of information that is being lost in all of the shuffle. So first of all, there is a feeling that um, NFTs can only be used for digital assets. And that is actually not true. So the way we look at uh, the world of uh, non-fungible tokens is quite holistic. And that is something that I wish to share with you in this podcast. So if you look at um, assets, we can split it up into three broad classes. And that's what we have done. We look at assets as digital assets. That, are, that is things that are innately digital, like movies, music, avatars, and so on. Second is physical assets. Then these would be like your streetlights, smart buildings, your car, your home, and things of that nature. And then the third I would call dynamic assets. Things uh, such as energy, water, carbon credits, and so on. So these are three classes of assets. All these three classes of assets can be quote-unquote NFT-fied. So it's not limited to just digital assets, but you can create digital twins of, let's say, physical assets, and like let's say a memorabilia. Uh, for example, imagine a basketball signed by LeBron James. That could be NFT-fied by creating a digital twin of that object. And then these more, I would say, ephemeral uh, objects uh, such as energy and water, you cannot can feel it but you can't really touch it in the case of energy for example or carbon credits you, you know you may not be able to see carbon dioxide or carbon monoxide but you can sort of like uh, measure it and those things could be converted into um, uh, nfts as well so for, so first of all uh, the way we look at uh, the world of nfts is you can uh, take uh, different classes of assets that differentiates us significantly from the rest of the players in the market. The second approach is where do these NFTs live? 
So currently, most of the people, what they do is they sell NFTs on these open markets, such as OpenSea, Rarible, and Nifty, and so on. So there's nothing wrong with selling in those open markets. The analogy I would give is uh, trying to do e-commerce on eBay or Amazon and so on. And uh, so basically, your, your uh, goods are uh, put alongside with other goods. So you don't have necessarily a sort of a storefront of your own or your own identity. Uh, the identity begins from even the URL uh, down to how it's designed and so on. So you just adopt a common identity. And that might be okay for uh, non-branded goods. But when, you come, when it comes to branded items, uh, that brand, uh, you know, reflects something. It uh, uh, has got a particular look, feel, um, sort of like what it stands for, uh, the type of audience it wishes to attract, and so on. So, for example, if I were looking at the fashion industry, so if I looked at a brand like uh, Giorgio Armani uh, or Xenia, they uh, stand for uh, something, and uh, their customers are a particular type of customer. And so they would rather have their own branded experience. And so how you um, how you present uh, your NFTs also matters. So it really matters on the brand uh, that you are representing. Um, so that that's an important consideration, and that's where we have a uh, kind of a two-sided approach. One is we allow you to mint NFTs and put it on any platform that you like. The second is you can create your own storefront where you can control the experience and also the revenue model. Okay, so now we're getting into the next part of it, which is the revenue model. So what is the revenue model? So once you put it in an open platform, the only revenue you're going to derive from the sale of that NFT is the first time it's sold to a customer. Thereafter, if it's sold and resold in a secondary market, there is no control and over the recurring revenue. But for instance, if I were a producer of a uh, piece of intellectual property or content and so on, and I would like to get recurring revenue uh, from the, the secondary market sales of my, my work product, then I need to control uh, where it's sold because the smart contracts that govern such a revenue sharing and revenue calculations and so on can only be controlled within your own storefront. So that's an important consideration if you wish to receive ongoing revenues. So for example, people who sell insurance policies, they don't just simply get, uh, the, the insurance salesman uh, gets recurring revenues every time you uh, pay your premium. He does not just get the, the a one-time uh, commission and that's it. So, so it really depends uh, on your business model you know, to figure out whether you're selling an open market or within your storefront because the, the, the revenue model is really, really dependent on where you sell it. Now, uh, for how much do you sell it? That's another consideration and that's where we also differentiate ourselves from the rest of the pack. Most of the people in the NFT business or selling sale of NFTs, they sell it for a fixed price. Some have got some bidding algorithms but no one talks about dynamic pricing so let me just describe to you how dynamic pricing might work so let's say that i mint 10 copies 
of a particular NFT. And there is some scarcity element to this. And I could make a dynamic pricing uh, algorithm or uh, which is based on, let's say, a logarithmic curve such that uh, when there are 10 elements left, the price of an NFT is $100. When there's a nine left, it goes up to 120. When there is five left, it's at 250. When there's the last piece left, it might be at $1,000. So the price increases as the scarcity uh, uh, becomes more significant. So we could do things of that nature using our platform. And then the final piece, which is very, very, very critical to consider <clears throat> is where are these NFTs being sold? So most of the platforms that sell NFTs are web and mobile only. So at the beginning of this um, podcast, <clears throat> I mentioned very clearly we are an omni-channel platform. So the word omni-channel has been very uh, popular and synonymous with uh, multiple channels uh, in the marketing space. So in the same way, in the NFT space, we are an omni-channel platform. So we cover, today we cover four channels, but it could easily increase to other channels over time. So the first two channels are web and mobile, which most people are familiar with. Then comes the channel called OTT or over the air. So one of the things that has taken off like wildfire is the cutting of the cord from uh, how people watch TV and uh, people watch streaming content these days. And that streaming content uh, comes through various devices such as your Roku box or um, your Apple TV box or your Amazon Fire box and things of that nature. So uh, people are no longer watching content just using uh, your satellite or cable connection, but actually streaming. But that streaming uh, content could be interspersed with the QR codes and so on that you could just snap off of your TV screen and take a person to an NFT experience. So just imagine this, you're watching a show and uh, on that show there might be some garment that a particular actor or actress is wearing that you would like to have yourself. And so if the screen content was presented in such a way that the screen was uh, divided into commerce on one side and the actual content being played on the other side, then you could snap items that you see in that content for your own personal purchasing experience right off of the screen. So that could be an NFT experience as well. So that's what the OTT experience is all about. The next one is the metaverse. So for those who are not familiar, many years ago there was a company called Second Life, which brought about a concept that, you know, did, did pique the interest of many, but didn't quite make it in the long run. But now the second coming of Second Life, and it's called the Metaverse, where there are a number of companies. Uh, if you go to Decentraland.org, <clears throat> it's a good example of the Metaverse, where one uh, has got this virtual land that one can sort of traverse and go to different places. And uh, these are graphically depicted. And one can purchase items, uh, build uh, buildings on plots of land, 
and 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 do various other things like have a literally a second life and that second life manifestation is becoming extremely huge there are companies like sadabis who've got art galleries which are in the metaverse there are musicians conducting um, concerts which are tens of thousands of people are attending in the metaverse so at net objects uh, all of our employees uh, have got wallets and we are making our own headquarters in the metaverse as we speak um, so that <clears throat> we have a representation of the company in this virtual world um, which is separate from the web mobile or the ott experience or the physical world this is yet another world so this is these are the four ways in which we can um, distribute or deploy nfts uh, in the metaverse or over the top of ott web and mobile and also i didn't mention but actually our product also supports the physical world you can take a jersey um, and turn uh, it into an nft item by adding a tag and so on so we have done that with certain uh, products as well like diamonds and other types of products where we have connected it to a blockchain and uh, uh, using an nft so there are multiple channels by which one could distribute nfts and uh, and so these are the variety of ways and possibilities that are built into our artemis platform it's a very rich platform it's important for the listeners to understand that the world of nfts that has been discussed and described in the media is a very thin sliver what we are talking about is much much bigger and i encourage uh, everyone listening to explore more about artemis with the team at net objects thank you mm-hmm.